Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio wherever you get your podcasts. Underdog Fantasy is the fastest growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO, and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. Derek Jeter! This is the Yanks Go Yard Podcast with Adam Weinrib and Thomas Carinante. Welcome to a midweek edition of the Yanks Go Yard podcast. I'm Adam Weiner alongside Thomas Carinante, and the Yankees are no longer one and two. They have not lost since our last pod record, and I assume this is going to continue to a 160 and two season. Obviously not the case, but being three and two, regardless of whether the wins come against the Orioles or against anybody else, the first place Baltimore Orioles, don't get it twisted, is not so bad. The offense has come alive a little bit. The pitching, both starting and bullpen, continues to be absolutely nasty. And Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Staden hit two of the harshest rockets you'll ever see tonight. Jay Bruce didn't, but it still went out of the ball yard. We are recording this Tuesday night immediately after the Yanks' second consecutive win over the O's in the boogie down before the John Means game, which is sure to get a little bit nasty. But folks, make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Drop us a five-star review along with a mailbag question. We will be more than happy to answer it. Thomas Carinante, I'm not sure why my voice is shredded. I promise you I was not screaming at the television in game five of a 162-game season, but it certainly does sound that way. You sound good to me, man. Uh, I'd be yelling, though, if I were you, because we got 14 runs the last two games. 
after eight in the first three games. Uh, we to do that. Yeah, we scream all we want, yell. Let's it's go. good. It's good after a lot of the knee jerk reactions we've kind of had ourselves and seen everywhere. Um, Judge and Stanton breaking out of whatever they were in, which was nothing because once again it was the first series of the season, but. Huge offensive output uh, for these 14 runs over the last two games. Not the greatest pitching that they're facing in the world, but guess what? This is what you want to see because every time the Yankees have trouble with inferior competition, it frustrates you even more. You want them to beat down on the the, the low the lesser teams. Uh, and what we saw from Garrett Cole tonight, I mean, we can't stress enough how incredible this pitching has been from the starters to the bullpen. The bullpen has been... The bullpen, has, I, I feel like I never have to worry about the bullpen again. The only blemish on the bullpen this season is Lucas Litke just giving up that home run because the umpires Two seconds didn't, ago, yeah. didn't make the didn't make the right call. That's it. Uh, but I don't know if this is this sound crazy, but is that the most locked in we've seen Garrett Cole as a Yankee? Seven innings, four hits, no walks, thirteen strikeouts, ninety-seven pitches, seventy-one strikes. I I feel like that was and his. He was all business. You could tell in his demeanor. You could tell in his facial expressions. You could just tell every pitch that he was throwing. He was locked in when he needed to take his time. He did when he wanted to speed it up. He just kept going. He was he was just grooving uh, to me based on I know he's only been here for not too long, uh, even though it feels like he signed so long ago. Um, I feel that was that that was his best start as a Yankee, in my opinion. You can almost tell he watched the Jacob deGrom start Monday night. He yeah. ended an inning by locking somebody up on 101 at the belt. Like, yeah. he doesn't do that often. Nobody needs to do that. It's not like you'd be an unreasonable person to be like, yeah, I wish Garrett Cole threw 101 at the belt more on 1-2. Like, that's very difficult to do. Uh, but he, I mean, he had some true strut off the mound moments in this game. Locked in is the right word. I, I think this is very clearly his best start as a Yankee most impactful start is, you know, the wild card round game against Shane yeah. Bieber when he let up a couple runs, you know, Jose Ramirez smacked him around. There was a point where that game was relatively close, but at some point he stabilized it, just started whiffing people. This was the flat out least sweaty he's ever had as a start. And if this was not the Orioles and if this was July, he's going eight, but it's seven innings, no walks, four hits, one of them led off the game. Three of them came in the first three innings. 13 Ks. That's rarefied air. That's not uh, the kind of territory that most pitchers find themselves in. The list of Yankee pitchers who've ever reached those numbers, you know, the 13 strikeouts, seven innings, zero walks, no earned runs. It was, you know, Ron Guidry did it. John Candelaria did it. Weird. Uh, Masahiro Tanaka did it once. Mike Messina did it twice. Crazy. For those of you who doubt Mike Messina is a Hall of Famer, he ripped off two of what Garrett Cole just did sort of effortlessly under the radar in a rotation that included Roger Clemens and all those fellas. Uh, that was so easy. Never underestimate the power of Garrett Cole finally pitching in front of fans at Yankee Stadium. They were sharing the emotional stories. They were letting those flow tonight with good reason. You know, his, his family was at the San Diego playoff games, but the sentence... Garrett Cole's family watched him pitch the division series in San Diego in a crowd of 112 is going to sound like gibberish in 10 years, rightfully so, because I don't want to even like great performances by Cole, pretty good job last postseason. I don't want to think about those ever again. Giancarlo Stanton loves San Diego. That's great. I, I don't know why any of that is part of our, I do know why that's part of our lexicon, but I don't want to think about it. 
Cola night was amazing. I do, though, want to give a shout out to, you know, we're, we're recording this podcast Tuesday night. And so Garrett Cole's top of mind and he was robotically incredible. But the only reason he's getting the credence is because we're doing this Tuesday. And if we did this Monday night, we'd be saying the same exact things about Jordan Montgomery, Monty. who was phenomenal in that game. Yeah, that was that was the best start from any Yankees pitcher up until what we just witnessed right now. Uh, Montgomery was that was probably the most efficient start still, because I know I, Cole was at 97 pitches uh, through seven innings. Um, Montgomery, 73 pitches through six, and he had only allowed four hits. He struck out seven. Um, at that point, they were they were hauling ass because uh, Giancarlo Stanton hit that, that grand slam. Holy shit. That was that was something. Cut. Yeah. <laughs> what what pitch what pitch was that why why are we throwing that i don't understand that's the that's like the only pitch at this joe carlos stand up until that point was over nine with four strikeouts on the season he was getting booed in the last saturday and monday he was getting booed he got sunday off uh and then he just gets a center cut fastball absolutely destroys it it's funny because when he when he hits it you can tell it's a home run but you don't know. You're like, oh yeah, that's a home run for sure. And then the it, it, the camera cuts to the outfield, and you're like, holy shit, that's like that's into the concourse. You have no idea. The, the, the power from this guy is just next level. Um, Judge also went yard uh, last night and tonight, so that's two homers from uh, the guys that everybody was kind of complaining about uh, to start the year. Um, but yeah, uh, Montgomery. Is it crazy? This is what I was thinking. I'm not. I, I didn't say it aloud yet. Is it crazy to think that Montgomery could potentially be the Yankees' number two starter this year when all is said and done? I it's don't not know. crazy. It's not crazy. No? Okay, the, the durability fact, the durability yeah. factor, um, the, the fact that you have no idea. I mean, it, he hasn't thrown a full season since 2017 either, but you yeah. have no idea how many innings you're getting from Corey Kluber and Jamison Tyone, who I'm very excited to watch tomorrow, especially after having taken the first two with John Means on the horizon. That's a, you know, you want to sweep, but that's a little bit more house money than if you had lost today's game. Um, I mean, you can't really lose Garrett Cole against Dean Kramer. I think we, we would have taken the Yankees to the woodshed if they'd done that, but wasn't even close. They were, they were dominant. Um, I, I don't think it's crazy at all just because, you know, many have said this, I, I'm not originating this thought, but he has two starter upside. He can look, you know what a two starter is? Someone who can look like an ace on some nights when he needs to look like an ace and six innings, seven strikeouts or whatever Montgomery had in his breezy shutout yesterday, season debut, mixing in four pitches, getting the cutter on the inside, which Pettit and Sabathia are teaching him and talking to him about getting that curveball under the zone. He looked every bit of a number two or a potential number one. I mean, he's not an ace. In no way is he an ace. But a number two or a number three has to look like a number one on some nights. And that's what he did yesterday. Some nights I stay up and cash and in my bad luck. But Montgomery looked like a number one last night for sure. Um, I do also just want to say that. Do you a little quick quiz? What are the do, do you know the three longest grand slams of the stat cast era? Oh, of the stat cast era. Um, Re- they're Stanton. all recent. Didn't... Uh, Stanton, Stanton last night is number two. Not a shocker. Um, there's another Yankee in there. Shit. I mean, it's gotta be judge Gary Sanchez and Sandy San Francisco, California. Oh my God. That one in early 2019 that he hit into the porch in San Fran two and three are Stanton and Gary. Number one is this ridiculous Kyle Schwarber shot that I don't recall, but we are, yeah, we're two and three on that list. And, and the second one was last night and it was, I mean, look, 
it, it is funny because a lot of the conversation about that Grand Slam was, of course, Stanton did that. You give him a 92 in the middle, where is he going to put it? Tonight, he had the bases loaded again and got 92 in the middle and struck out against yeah. Dean Kramer. Um, not that easy. You know, obviously, it, pitch looks bad when it leaves the ball yard and goes 471 feet, but it's not that easy to get it out for a granny. The other thing, though, that must be mentioned is, you know, we laugh. We can laugh all we want about the Yankees beating Jorge Lopez and Dean Kramer to get to three and two on the season. Both of those pitchers kicked the Yankees ass last year. This is Dean Kramer's fifth start of his career. Two of his first four were against the Yankees. And they were both five innings, one run. Jesus. He got, he got rocked by the Red Sox and he threw like a five inning, two or three run game against somebody else. I think the Rays. But his first four stars of his career, it was like seven earned against the Red Sox at the tail end of last year and two one run starts against the Yankees. And he got out of a bases loaded, no out jam in the first inning today. Jorge Lopez last year, famously, not that famously, beat the Yankees in that Clark Schmidt game when he came in and made his debut in short relief and blew a lead in the doubleheader. Um, a fugly game that no one wants to remember, but very recently in the past, whether you want to discount 2020 or not, these exact two pitchers have dominated the Yankees lineup. Granted, a lineup that included Miguel Andujar and Eric Kratz and some nonsense people, but our recent history against both the people we just beat is bad. So complain all you want about the Yankees, quote-unquote, only beating bad pitchers. They just beat some bad pitchers who beat them up pretty badly last year. Hey, remember remember the Red Sox, 108 wins, what they do all year? They beat the shit out of out of shitty teams, and that's, that's what you need to do. Uh, another cool thing about not, – not cool, it's actually kind of sad. Uh, Montgomery's start last night was his first start in front of fans at Yankee Stadium since 2018. That year – he that was the year he got hurt, underwent Tommy John surgery, returned, I guess, what was it, late 2019? Was that yeah? Was that, uh, apparently he had one start in 2019, but I would not have no, been able to tell you that if I hadn't looked it up. He did. He had two games in 2019. One was a start, one was a relief appearance, but both of them were on the road. So he, he didn't threw, see Yeah, he he threw an ugly relief appearance in Toronto that I remember very yeah. specifically because I went to the city from my Brooklyn apartment, a goodwood dog show, came back to watch Monty suck. Um, I don't remember, I don't remember that start at all, but apparently it happened, but yes, you are right. First start in front of fans at Yankee stadium since early 2018. And I believe not positive, but I think that start was Glaber Torres's MLB debut. Mm, I couldn't tell you, but, but just, it, I mean, that's how long we're talking like yeah. April, 2018. If it's not his first game, it's like one of his first couple of games. That's insane. Oh, I know. And I, I just, uh, uh quick, a quick thing on him again, the changeup in the curveball, they just looked like they were in midseason form. And I uh, that's if he's got those two pitches going for him, it, it's a complete game changer for the rotation. Because remember that he could finally be starting to feel himself and feeling some sort of a rhythm because he had the he got injured in 2018, hardly played in 2019. 2020 was supposed to be the year that he kind of came back and and got back on track. 2020 was obviously the pandemic shortened season. He only had 10 starts. And now this year he's probably fed up. He's like, Jesus Christ. How many he's had, he's pitched in, he's pitched in uh, 18 games since the start of 2018. So he's just ready to go. Um, and I think this is just a tremendous change of pace option for the Yankees rotation. Cause they have so many hard throwers and Montgomery's just the dude who's going to, who's going to throw you off with his filthy off speed stuff. And he doesn't, I know he doesn't have an overwhelming fastball, but this is the kind of style of guys that I like because hopefully he can 
hone it further and be able to go way deeper into games and save the bullpen too. Yeah, you don't have to look too far into the past to find a Yankee team that thrived with a guy like Jordan Montgomery in the rotation. Like, it's yeah. not it's not groundbreaking to be like, remember the Yankees dynasty? Yeah, they had a crafty lefty who cocked his hat weirdly and like was the number two starter in most playoff series for like a decade. Yeah. Like for those people who are like, man, he's a four, he's a five, who cares? Like that that's a pretty valuable commodity. And someone who can do exactly that and replicate that skill set and go six innings, seven Ks whenever you know it's necessary. Uh, that's very interesting to me. So keep an eye on Jordan Montgomery. I'm not going to overhype the Yankees rotation after one go round. It's not even a full go round. Cole went twice, but I will say that it, it, factoring in Tyone, this is the first time in a long time the Yankees will send someone to the mound every night, and I go, they can win. Yeah, they can win this baseball game. There's nobody I, I feel like is a complete you know black hole. There's no one that feels like a bleak spot. There's nobody, nobody's getting a tryout. It's not Michael King last year, not this year when he was awesome, uh, but it's not like a spot start or a J Hap or, or somebody that you're just gritting your teeth. It's somebody who's got nasty stuff who has already shown the capability. Everybody but Tyone's already gone and they've all shown the ability to miss bats. Domingo Herman was bad. They yanked him. It's fine. I saw a lot of Domingo Herman in the spring and I'm not ready to call him a flat out incapable pitcher yet. Although if they have replacements in mind, I'm open to it. Uh, but I, I am confident every time a Yankee toes the mound and the offense will come. And they showed that tonight. They had a lot of opportunities. They missed some. They made some others. Uh, Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton, not from this planet. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Yankees made a trade. It was pretty bad. But yeah, who knows? Stick around. We'll talk about it. Repeat after me. I, Kevin, take you, Susan. I, Kevin, take you, Susan. It's a Jamie from Progressive. Shh, Jamie. No, it's all right. I can talk. Progressive protects you 24-7, which means you can contact us anytime. Shh. Hmm. I'm getting a loud shh sound, so I'm going to talk louder. What can I help you with today? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Progressive can do that. Ugh, there's that noise again. Hold on. Let me put you on speaker. Contact us 24-7 on the phone, online, or on the mobile app. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Covered subject to policy terms. Welcome back to the Inks Go Yard podcast. So you got to get people. You can trade for anybody. You're trading for the 26th man on the roster. Caveats all apply. I'm not angry about what the Yankees did on Tuesday afternoon. I'm just, I mean, my jaw is still on the floor though. Tyro Estrada is gone. Shout out to uh, a man who fought through an awful lot to make a major league roster and be an impactful player in 2019. Didn't quite look the same in 2020. Had a bullet lodged in his damn hip and, and came back and was a major league utility infielder. He will hook on somewhere else. He'll be good. Ronald Torres is still in the bigs, uh, and and uh, this guy will be too. Tyro is good. Um, Yankees cut Tyro Estrada loose today. Traded two prospects. Josh Stowers, who I was a believer in when they got him, and not so much anymore. Antonio Cabello, who was a top 20 guy, which is kind of weird and potentially an overpay to get. Rugned Odor, 30 homers three times in a season. He's 27 years old, and yet somehow is still one of the worst offensive players in baseball and a negative war defender, too. Um, I've always, my entire life, been scared. Since I realized that Rugnetto Doors long-term deal was not going to lock him in Texas and they were going to look to trade him, I've been terrified of him going to the Red Sox and finding himself, or at the very least, hitting 220 with 28 bombs and victimizing the Yankees like five or ten times during a couple-year stretch. He's a Yankee now, and he's controllable, and they are paying $0. They're paying him the absolute minimum, and the, the Rangers are kicking in the rest of the money. 
and he gives them some sort of weird CBT exemption. So he saves them more money. I don't know what's happening here. I don't know why he's on the roster, but he's controllable and on the team now. And I guess he's going to play. There's upside. He's not a regular. There's upside though. And there's, it's objectively a strange move. And I would not begrudge anyone for being like, why are you even thinking about defending this? The Yankees have Ruben Odorno. That's attitude and that's power. It's interesting. And he's a lefty. It is certainly interesting. However, kind of redundant. Um, Oh, objectively redundant and pretty bad. Yeah. The caveat to all the positivity. Yeah. I wouldn't have done it. I like the upside. Hey, if the Rangers are paying, I don't, I don't care if I don't care who's paying for it, to be honest, because it ain't my money. But if the Rangers are paying for most of this, he's making 12 million this year and he has a 13 and a half million team option. Uh, Oh no, I'm sorry. 12 million this year, 12 million in 2022. $13.5 million team option in 2023 with a $3 million buyout, but supposedly the Rangers are paying most of this. So uh, I'm fine with it. Uh, Another lefty bat, which helps, but it's a near non-existent contact lefty bat. uh, uh, 237 for his career. Um, 330 home run seasons, though, is pretty awesome. And right hook to Jose Batista's jaw. Uh, can't forget about that moment, but uh, I'm not sure what this is about aside from maybe adding some more swagger and energy to the roster. Um, and we know kind of the options that we have right now, which were, which was Estrada um, sad to see him go, but uh, he was unable to kind of move the needle uh, over the last couple of years, I guess for Yankees management to make a more definitive decision on him in terms of being on the major league roster, uh, Tyler Wade, who, I think we all know how we feel about that. And Dietrich, who is another lefty bat, who does play multiple infield positions, who is a veteran with swagger. However, very low contact, not very effective on defense, even though he does play a lot of positions, which theoretically would help with flexibility in the lineup card. Um, But uh, I think Odor compared to Dietrich is a much more proven MLB commodity. Uh, and maybe that's what the Yankees are banking on here. Uh, did, did, is there a definitive decision on him yet? Is he going to the, I know he's on the 40 man, but like, is he going to start at the alternate site? Is that what's going on? I don't think so. I, no, I, mean, I mean, he's coming, he's coming, he's coming to the bench. Rugi. They, they sent Michael King down today, presumably to clear room for him. I think that, Somebody, I mean, so somebody else has to go down when Justin Wilson comes back, right? Mm-hmm. It's not going to be Odor still has to clear all these intake protocols. He got DFA'd a week ago, so he's been in non baseball limbo for a week. There's a non zero chance he's he mourned his disappearance from Texas by downing some cocktails and got the coronavirus. Who knows? <laughs> I have no idea. He hasn't been on a major league team for the last week, so I don't know what he's been up to. He has to clear a bunch of protocols before he can go anywhere. I think he ostensibly goes right to the big league roster, um, which makes you think that since they demoted Michael King after all that work this weekend, that Tyler Wade goes down for a door and they use that option. I, I don't, I, I don't know anything. Wilson's got to come back though. And they're not going to clear Lucas Litke out of the bullpen. They're not going to bring, they're not going to throw two bullpen guys in the garbage and bring up one. That's not how they're going to do that. I don't, th- I'd be, my mind would be blown if that happened. Yeah. So presumably, I mean, somebody's got to lose a roster spot 
for Odor, and it's probably an infielder, and it's probably Tyler Wade temporarily. I just don't understand why you don't wait. I mean, I don't know. I guess they saw the window because he was DFA'd and they could trade for him without much of a conversation and they'd have the leverage uh, before another team claimed him. Uh, so, hey, uh, you, I, I would have thought that they would have given – because they've given Tyler Wade however long of a leash he's had at this point, so why not wait a couple more months to see what's happening? Um, nonetheless, I don't mind the move. Uh, obviously, he's not going to be a regular rely, uh, contributor who we're going to need to be relying upon heavily. Uh, very weird, weird stats with him. He had 33 home runs in 2016. His OPS was 798. He didn't even have, he, he's never had above an 800 OPS. 2017, 30 home runs, a 649 OPS. 2019, 30 home runs, a 721 OPS. So he just doesn't really get on base. I think that's, that, that's what we're looking at here. He's got power. He could steal some bags. Uh, he, he's an aggressive hitter. Um, if you can unlock the potential that's there, it's very, he has 146 home runs in, in 858 career games. That's, that's pretty damn good. Um, but uh, like I said, don't really understand the move. I'm certainly not against it, but uh, I think the Yankees cashman just saw an opportunity here and said, you know what, screw it. If we can get him for free and give up, they gave up a couple of prospects that don't really matter. We're going to go for it, put pressure on the other guys too. Hey, maybe, maybe this is a way to put pressure on way to, wake up his bat a little bit. Uh, maybe it's a little pressure on Dietrich. I don't know what they're going to do, but welcome Ruben Odor and uh, too bad Jose Batista is still not in the division because that would be, uh, that'd be freaking awesome. Yeah, I feel like I thought Odor was, a lot of people theorized Odor, Odor to the Orioles because they cut their starting second baseman, but apparently no. Um, I, I, he made a lot of sense on the Orioles. He made a lot of sense on the Red Sox. He's, he's coming here, I, I guess. Going to the alternate site is probably preferable to not being on a major league team. So not the craziest thing in the world. Uh, we'll all find out a lot more in the coming days. I just know that I was extremely taken aback by this announcement, in part because the Yankees roster is basically full and it's like three days into the season, but also because he just felt like a Red Sox. He felt like a Red Sox who was going to spank us who was going to hit 174, but come up with second and third, two outs in a two-run game in the eighth and hit a three-run homer over the monster. Keep the beard. He felt like an angry part of the next pretty good Red Sox team, or at least a frustrating Red Sox team. And then we got him. It, it makes no sense. I can't believe that happened. But yeah, I guess you have to, you have to reconcile it. I look forward to seeing what this produces. I don't know. Uh, it, it happened. It did happen. Gave up nothing to get him. And he's on the team now. Uh, so... Moving into John Means game, I'm not very confident. It's going to be tough to sweep. What are you looking for in Wednesday's showdown? What do you want to see from this team that, look, you can't call it finding a rhythm after two wins against the Orioles, but certainly looking better than they did against the Jays. Yeah, complete game shutoff from Tyone. Uh, won't accept anything less. No, nope, uh, just kidding. Didn't. I want to see. I want to see a nice five from Jameson. That's all. Uh, just for his sake, not for my sake. I want to see him get back out there, be comfortable. Uh, he hasn't pitched in quite a while. He's gone through a lot over this span. Um, and he battled in spring training. He was, he, he, he wasn't, he didn't ha fully have his accuracy. Um, he didn't fully have his stuff, but he battled and he was very resilient. And I want to see that translate into the regular season for him, especially in his debut game with the New York Yankees, new team, new chapter after everything that he's been through, that would be the most exciting thing for me to see. Um, secondly, uh, probably most importantly, 
Uh, I want to see Aaron Hicks get get back on track. He had the day off tonight on Tuesday. Brett Gardner slotted into the uh, to the three hole, um, and our man got a hit uh, and scored a run and had two walks. So uh, that's already eons more production than what Hicks has provided. He's batting 67 with a 67 slugging and uh, has one hit on the year and 18 plate appearances. Um, but unfair for him to start the year. Uh, I Look, every, they're professional baseball players and making millions of dollars, but uh, he's on the New York Yankees and he's batting in the three hole and the expectations that come with that are uh, fairly excessive. Um, and he's not real. I know he's had the second most, uh, games appeared in the lineup in the three hole for his career, but he's not really a three hitter. He doesn't make a whole lot of contact. Um, I know he walks a ton, but, uh, his batting, uh, his batting average on, uh, balls in play is low. Uh, another, a number of other metrics don't support him in the three hole. Um, the Yankees are going to probably roll with it for as long as they possibly can, uh, nonetheless, you don't want to see anyone perform poorly. It's been a very bad start for him. Would love to see him break out a little bit against John Means, who completely destroyed the Red Sox on opening day, which was I watched that entire game in his changeup, man. Uh, that's going to throw that's going to throw this Yankees lineup off tomorrow. So be on the lookout for that as well. Oh, it was stupid. I mean, John Means is an all star in, in 2019. He, he looked OK last year. He, best start of his career, probably at Fenway Park in that opener. Uh, Red Sox can hit. Don't don't discount the Red Sox offense. <laughs> and that that John Means start was was amazing. Um, I am I am looking for yeah five five and fly for Tyone would be fine. Bullpen's well rested. Chapman got up at the end of this game because the umpire blew a call at first. Whatever didn't come in. Uh, I would like to see yeah five five innings five plus maybe five and a third one or two runs two or three walks four or five Ks. And my expectations are modest. But I'm excited. Just get the ball rolling. Uh, give me another Giancarlo home run tomorrow. Uh, oh, yeah. Key pace, oh, key yeah. pace with Judge. The laser double he hit tonight to knock in Brett Gardner was almost as impressive as the grand slam he hit the other night. Keep proving the booers. I mean, people are going to keep booing you. That's how Yankee Stadium works. You're never going to escape the boos. Aaron Judge got booed late in yesterday's game. I think people objectively like Aaron Judge a lot. Um, it has nothing to do with the player. It just has to do with the game situation. That, that's life in the Bronx. So, Giancarlo's going to get keep getting booed. He doesn't seem to care, but let's see what happens moving forward. I'm very excited, excited about the pace of this Yankee roster. That is it for this edition of the Yanks Go Yard podcast. Make sure you find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Drop us a five-star review along with the mailbag question. We will be more than happy to answer it, especially because there is actual baseball happening right now. Garrett Cole, man, seven innings, no runs, 13 strikeouts. Living the good life temporarily, at least. Until next time, you can find me on Twitter at Adam Weinrib, and that is my name. I'm Adam Weinrib. And, you, and my name is Thomas Carinante. You can find me at Tommy's underscore takes. Uh, head on over to gangsteryard.com. We got content up there. We're talking a lot about the Brooklyn door trade, what it means, what's happening, what's going to happen next for the Yanks. We have no idea. We want to know from you. We want to hear from you. Hit us up on Twitter at YanksGoYardFS is the official YanksGoYard Twitter account. And until then, folks, Pizza Friday will be the next time we will talk to you. Hey, we got through that whole podcast and we didn't mention who caught the Garrett Cole game. Oh, <laughs> oh man. I didn't even think about it because times are good. We don't times worry. Times are good. Hey, we'll leave that mystery to you folks to solve yourselves. See you Pizza Friday. Underdog Fantasy is the fastest-growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft your team, and that's it. 
And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO, and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.